You're listening to the Pints and Provisions Podcast with Evan, Mark, Ryan, and Dan. You're listening to the Pints and Provisions Podcast with Evan, Mark, and Dan. Oh, I forgot some. I can't Welcome back to the Pints and Provisions podcast. We are here at Poor Brothers in the Heights. A little bit of a good crowd tonight. Myself, Evan, Mark, and Ryan. Let's do this. And we have a special guest, Daniel Musisi, with us. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so Daniel here is the operations manager at Peoria Public Radio. Uh, we had had a couple beers together once talking about podcasting and uh, local stuff. So thought he would be a great guy, since he also likes beer, to join us and bring on another perspective and voice for us. So thanks for coming. Glad to be here. Yep, thanks for coming. All right, so as we do, let's start off with Beers of the Week. Do you want to go first, Mark? I can. So my beer is from uh, DeGard, which is in Tillamook. DeGard. Yep, Oregon. Um, I think I'm pronouncing this correctly, the Veen. It's a spontaneous wild ale uh, aged in oak barrels with Oregon Zinfandel grapes. So I was uh, lucky enough to sh- have some of this with my buddy Brian. Uh, it was his bottle, and he, he uh, was gracious enough to share it with me. And uh, it was just a, a very well-done beer. He's, he's, a, he's a frequent listener, correct? Yep. We, yes. need, we need to get Brian on here. Brian will be welcome anytime. Yeah. Okay, that's a that's a great what so what was it spontaneous with uh, grapes? Yep, Zinfandel grapes. Zinfandel grapes. Yep. Local, nice. uh, I, I believe it said Southern Oregon Zinfandel grapes. Yeah, so. Oregon's not known for wine, are they? <laughs> no, <Yeah>. not at all. <laughs> okay, Ryan, you're up. Yeah, I had uh, Trillium Headroom. Uh, we ah. talked about that a little bit in the past. Uh, yep. It's their anniversary IPA. Uh, the 2018 version, I think, is their fourth or maybe actually probably their fifth anniversary because I think they opened in 2013. Okay. And uh, this is an 8% double IPA hazy style uh, galaxy and mosaic uh, focused and it is special. Hazy? Um, It's very hazy. It is you know I've had it uh, a couple times in the past and I think this year was probably their best version of it. Uh, Yeah. And you know, a couple times I've had it that uh, I think it was maybe a little bit unbalanced with the bitterness and the uh, sure. hazy hops, but this year it was—I mean, it was perfect. It was uh, Thursday night last week and uh, beautiful evening. I don't know, 80 degrees or something, but just sitting out on the back porch and enjoying a nice headroom, uh, no complaints. So, yeah. and Trillium does a great job out of Canton, Massachusetts, and uh, Boston, Massachusetts. So, uh, no complaints there. Yeah, they are their frequent beers of the week recipients, at least with us. Yes. <laughs> we, so. we talk about their soak series and all their hazy IPAs and all that stuff. And They're doing it right. I've been there a few times. They do great things, and we tend to, to talk about them a little bit, uh, especially for a Midwest-focused podcast. But, uh, yeah, they're doing great things, and they, they keep throwing out amazing stuff as they uh, continue to grow and whatnot. And yeah. 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 
All right, Daniel, you're up. All right, my beer of the week is something I just happened to find at the grocery store that's called Juiced Moose. Oh, yeah. Moose is a nickname of mine, so I've been, my last name being Moose CC, I've been called Moose since <laughs> I was like 13 years old. So, <laughs> you know, it, it means that I get sent a lot of moose related items for no reason <laughs> by friends and stuff like that. So, when I saw that, I had to like try it because it was an IPA. Um, I don't know a lot about it, but it says it's from Warped Roots Beer. Um, it's a 6.5 ABV beer. It's an IPA. Yeah. I had I actually had one today, and I poured it thinking it might be hazy because I hadn't poured it into a glass yet. It's not really hazy, at least in color. Yeah. Um, but then I looked at more closely at the can and discovered that it says it's brewed by Toppling Goliath. Correct. Yeah. So that made me think, hey, this beer might be as tasty as I kind of thought it was. So. so you thought it was pretty good? I thought it was pretty good, yeah. yeah. I thought I, I had it as well. I, I thought it was very good. And What's all, the connection with Top so and Goliath? I couldn't all, really figure all that all out. All I can think is that Warped Roots might be like a, what we contract would call brewing? A, a contractor, like a gypsy, gypsy a gypsy brewer that doesn't really have a home yet, and so their contract brewing with Toppling Goliath would be my guess, but there could be some other connection there that I'm not aware of. Yeah, or at their facility or something like that. But those guys, they have uh, at least uh, three or four beers out in the grocery stores that I've seen. There's one that's going to be, a, I think it's a Chameleon series. Yeah. And the can's always going to change color. And, you know, oh, it's really? Gonna, yeah. Oh, cool. So I think it... That'll be an IPA you know, too? I believe that was a pale ale. Okay. Um, and you mean the, like a hyper color shirt will change color? <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah. I, no, I just think just every series they're going to have a different okay. color. Okay. So if it's, a, okay. if it's a green can now, it's going to be a pink can. It's just always going to be rotating. But the juice, juice mousse was great. Yeah. And I also had their um, their lager, I believe, is something like it had toad in the name, but uh, yeah. I can't recall the name. Yeah. Maybe that'll be, you know, like I know glitter beers have been catching on. How about hypercolor beers? Like a hazy IPA that changes <laughs> color as it warms? Beep. Or, or or a stout or a stout that turns white or a stout that turns white it happens mm-hmm. to be right in front of us we'll talk about that a little bit nothing I'm wrong g- with uh, beer being made in uh, rural northeast Iowa nothing wrong got, with yeah. that uh, no nothing no, wrong with pulpit that pulpit rock oh yeah pulpit rock <laughs> along with toppling Goliath obviously so uh, a lot of good things good, going on up there. good times to be living in Decor, Decorah, Decorah, or sorry, Minneapolis. Yeah, good, good times uh, living in Decor right now. I wasn't now. sure where or you were going. Or Cedar that. Rapids. I mean, yeah. <laughs> anywhere within like an hour or two radius. Yeah, very, very good. I'm gonna give my shout out to beer of the week for my good friend who we visited in St. Louis this week, and our family visited their family. He uh, is a med school classmate of mine, and he's, I would say that he's the guy that got me into home brewing. And so at his house, of course, he has. Two beers on tap, almost at all times, and he made a Hellas lager, and he does have the ability to lager. Awesome. And wow. it was really good. That's a good. skill. That's yeah. a skill itself. Yeah, it was very good. When you think about home brewers, it's probably 95% are doing ales. I mean, I, maybe more. Well, yeah, and he's he has the ability to have better temperature control with a refrigerator that he has so he can leave it at whatever you know, temperature he needs. But it was great because as we're hanging out with the kids and the wives he's got it on tap you just go right there in his basement pour yourself a glass refill your glass you know that's the beauty of having something on tap that's your own is what, it's always available what's his address <laughs> <laughs> hey we'll have some collaborative brews that we did 
with him from Labor Day weekend available in a few weeks. Well, we had nice. a, a fruited saison by him. Yes, we know. did. He probably brewed it over a year ago, and we had yeah. it maybe six months ago, maybe close to a year ago. That was it was nicely really, done. really yeah. good. Yeah. 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 So was that your beer of the week? The the lager? Yes. Okay. No, the Hellas Lager was okay. really awesome. Yep. Well, you did the uh, the Peoria Beer Mile too, didn't you? The first annual. The first <laughs> annual. Brought to you by our friends at Bearded Owl. Yeah, it was quite a interesting event. It was pretty popular down there. They had, I think, around 300 runners. Wow. And wow. the this is a nationally sanctioned running event. Now, this was not a sh- sanctioned event to qualify, but this is something that actually the world record holders, or the world record is done in Austin, Texas, and the world record is about 4 minutes and 50 seconds. Unbelievable. Which is running a mile and chugging a beer every quarter of a mile. You right? got it. So you have four... <laughs> That is unbelievable. Four 12-ounce chugs 12 ounce total beers. and a mile ran in four minutes and yes. 50 seconds. For just to, just to run a sub-five mile is impressive. That yeah. is yeah. something else. Wow. So the Running Central crew. I don't think I could chug four 12-ounce beers in four minutes and 50 seconds, <laughs> yeah, let alone run a mile. Yeah, well, I would say, do you think those were 12-ounce <laughs> beers, though? Or do you think they were? Keg cups. You think they were? They were or? topped off keg cups. Okay. I mean, keg cups are even bigger than 12 ounces, no? Well, they weren't like the red Solo Cup keg cups. I'm pretty sure they were 12-ounce cups. So they started every heat. I think there were 20 people per heat or so. Uh, They they, uh, shot the starter gun, and everyone had to drink their first beer. Quarter of a mile loop, come back around. They had a couple tables. four laps? Mm-hmm. They they created a loop. Okay. So there was a beer station, and you know Nick down there, PJ were down there. You the crew of Bearded Owl. They were filling cups, and they had a couple of tables. Now you could choose the beer that you drank, and of course everybody who was trying to do well was choosing the American Lager instead of the Wheat Ale or the Saison. <laughs> the hazy, hazy double IPA. I, I was really hoping they barrel-aged stout. I was hoping they'd put a stout out there just yeah. to mess with people. Yeah. So Mark <laughs> attended as well. He watched. I well, took a lot well, of good pictures. T- technically, I did half of the race. I did the, the beer drinking part of the race. Yeah, well, next oh, nice. year you're going to be doing it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So this this will be an annual thing every Labor Day weekend? Is that well, the tentative plan? Yeah, it, I think they want to make it a very um, regular event. So I think that the success of this year will probably help carry it forward. Awesome. Were you running in the street or were you run like on, around the block or were you in a lot that was... You basically were running the alley behind Callahers and everything okay. up the small street that's uh, on the other side, uh, down Washington, and then back down the street that Bearded Owl is on, and right in front of Bearded Owl is where they had everything. So technically, he ran in a parking lot, an alley, a road, and the sidewalk. So. Yeah, pretty much <laughs> everywhere. And yeah. what was your time, Evan? Seven minutes and 55 Whoa. seconds. Wow. Oh, I was impressed. That's pretty that good. That is and one of the more awesome. in, one of the more interesting <laughs> things is your time actually had the chug splits, so you could look at how long it took you to drink each beer. Because <laughs> it would it would show when you stopped and then when you started again. I right. think they had, or a, it actually showed that, like they had two gates, so one at the finish line and one at the you know where the beer area was. So once you entered and exit, that's the time. Wow, what were your chug times? <laughs> Proudly, four seconds. <laughs> 20 seconds, 5 seconds, and 7 seconds. Okay, so All what right. happened on the 20 second? I think what happened, breath? I was out of breath because I ran so hard and I kind of had to figure out how to do that. The guy who won in town was 5 minutes and 30 seconds. It oh, was a guy, local Unreal. guy. 
I don't know. I, I think he I, was I believe, a local guy. I believe wow. so. Yeah. That is that's impressive. He uh, he could run, and very impressively could chug a beer like pounded it. What it was, was the prize? Bragging rights? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't okay, know. I, I didn't know if there was. I think if it there was, was a draw to come from out of town and try to win. This the the draw is that you get a T-shirt and four beers. <laughs> Yeah. For, for $25. Yeah, for $25. <laughs> okay, but after all that, how did you feel, like, physically and how your stomach was? There were... There not, was to lo- disgust our li- not to disgust our listeners, but to me it feels like there'd be a lot of people that would be... You know, there weren't as many people getting sick and throwing up. Getting sick. I definitely did... I just felt full. Um, and probably a couple minutes after finishing, you can get that four-beer buzz. Not during running, though. I yeah. think it was too quick that you got done with running and you kind of felt okay and, other than and, just being and tired. probably most people, since they know they're going to be running, they they don't have food in their stomach, right? It's not right. like you pounded a bunch of food. I think there were some people priming the pump, though, for the run. Though. Technically, you did carb load, though. I still don't know you why. You did carb load, right? No, yeah, I totally. The week ahead of time, I did like a taper and I carb loaded. No, no. carb loaded with during beer. The race I mean, that'd the be beer. the only way to properly carb load. Yeah, for a beer mile. I think you're right. So, yeah. did the uh, did the local establishments in the area? Did they support it? Have you know food tents or just have any kind of specials or anything? Because I mean, the the bearded owl spot is really really prime for. Um, what do you got? You got Kelleher's. You got Tannin and Hops. You've got yeah. So uh, I mean, Bearded Owl. The normal thing that's going on down there trigger. on a weekend during the summer is you know they close down the road yeah. from from north of Kelleher's all the way down. So did that whole scene kind of embrace yeah. this? Yeah, and they have they had live music right on the corner there oh, by the post oh, office. Perfect. So had had live music going the whole stretch in front of Tannin Tannin and Hops, Kelleher's. You know that's all outdoor people sitting outside in the street because yep. it's all. I guess you probably off. passed Rodell. Nope. Uh, did you? Nope. The it was other, it was okay. kind of on the other side. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but that whole area was just. I mean, it was a fun place just to hang out for People the evening. Drinking, eating, cheering, yeah. listening to live yeah. music. Right. I mean, one. Was it local restaurant? What time was it? It's about six o'clock. It started. So, but there was. But there were heats going at about eight thirty or nine, right? Yeah. Because yeah. The, as you can imagine, well, so if you I, have twenty heats that are all correct. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, each, but it was kind of it was kind of. They started, you know, heat number one were your guys that were your, were your runners, and you yeah. you could tell they were. And then every and you were in heat one, so Evan. Think, no, no, no. <laughs> what? No, Still no, impressively, no. I seven fifty seven, and that's not I heat mean, one. I think these guys are like the Man. five minute guys. Yeah, these are under seven minutes. So I think you had to. Yeah, but people that run that fast aren't supposed to be able to chug beers fast. The guy who won could do it. <laughs> yeah, it was impressive. But, that's crazy. So I think you submitted your what you think you could do a mile in, and that's how they placed you. So if you were. If you said wow. seven minute mile, eight minute mile, so and as you can imagine, as the night went on, these miles became the the fifteen minute mile group, and yeah, and the yeah. flights, uh, the 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 races got yeah. fairly lengthy, so it was going on way cool. way into the evening. Did you ever have see any of these in Chicago? Never did. No. Yeah, I I'd, I'd, I'd be surprised. I bet maybe they have one here or there, but it seems to be it's probably a pretty small event. Draws, you know, not that many people. I thought it was a good turnout. I thought 300 enrolled runners. runners. And runners. That's a lot. Runners that's, drinkers. That's big. Yeah, and, big. and there was... Good mix of men and women, too, I yeah. assume. I mean, I would say more men oh, than women. Oh, probably but, mostly okay. men, but, but there, there were was women. Definitely women there, and it was it was fun just to I hang out and watch out. I a few husband and wife couples that went sure. out and did it and seemed to have a good time. Yep. 
So that was uh, Friday awesome. night. That was and Friday then, night. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, that was just kind of the, the start to your Labor Day weekend, right, yep. Evan? Yep. From there down to St. Louis. Yeah, again, St. Louis to my good friend's house and his family. Uh, we, we did some crazy brewing. He usually does 10-gallon batches, and one thing about home brewing is that there's a lot of cleaning involved, so anytime you can brew more than one batch, it's just that much less cleaning you do. So we did two batches. Nice. We did version two of the German juice, which is our hazy IPA made with all German ingredients. So is that German, batch two? Batch two, German hops, German malt, German yeast. So we'll see how that turns out. And then we did a stout, an imperial stout with... Basically, my recipe from the stout from this year. Nice. That and I don't. We, we hadn't decided if we were going to do any adjuncts. He may do some, and I may do different. We may leave it alone. You know, he has access to barrels, so he's very interested in wow. considering placing some in barrels. The only thing is, the barrels come in five and fifteen gallons, not ten. So we couldn't do the one batch. So I had to be very meticulous. Does he get them from the wine and cheese place? He gets it from his homebrew like store. Down, yeah, I wish. <laughs> Are they, is it like just an oak barrel or is it like a bourbon barrel? It's what? a, it's, it's, they're uh, usually he can get American oak barrels, but he can get some that had bourbon in it for a year. Okay. So wow. we did that and that took us, it took us 12 hours, probably around 12 hours to do that much. We had a cut, we had a stuck mash. We had um, a long time to boil down the stout, but other than that, it, it was a pretty fun day. And of course he's got his Hellas and he had a, Kolsch style on tap. You know, just his. I took some bottles down. But it was fun. He's a, he's a very, style. very... He did a Kolsch style. Yep. Uh, but he's, he's a very talented home brewer, very talented smoker of meat, too. So I was going to say, you're, you're, you're leaving out a very important part of the uh, weekend, in my opinion. It, it, was, it was a lot of fun using his smoker. So what did you guys smoke? We smoked a pork shoulder, and we did two uh, turkey breasts. Sounds amazing. Yeah, the, kids, cigars? the kids liked it. No cigars. Oh. No cigars. <laughs> so anybody else have any fun, exciting things over Labor Day? Oh, we had it we had a pretty good time. As I mentioned, I went I went to my friend Brian's house where I had the Degard beer. But uh, he uh, he's got a pretty sweet setup with a nice rotisserie grill. And he actually did a, a bacon wrapped pork shoulder on a rotisserie and it wow. was fantastic. Um, so we did that Friday night. I uh, had a great time. Uh, I'm trying to think here. The weekend's a little bit of a blur. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> no, no, nothing like that, but just a lot going on. Uh, a lot of family and uh, kids' sports stuff on Saturday. But then Saturday night, uh, we had friends over, and I cooked about six uh, baby back uh, rib uh, racks. Yep. And uh, did a couple different... Uh, styles of barbecue with that did like a georgia mustard did just uh, more of a kansas city and then actually i did a kind of more of a an asian uh take on it which i, I kind of a spicy asian barbecue sauce uh, had some ginger in the, in the sauce that kind of gave it that asian flair a little bit and actually that was probably my favorite of the three it, it was nice yep. so. nice daniel did you do anything exciting over the holiday not too exciting, but I did have one day trip to Oak Run. Yeah, great, great spot. Spent some time on the lake with uh, some family. Nice. Drank some good beers. Some good beer, and uh, yeah, it was a great day. Yeah, Brian. 
Uh, no, no big meat smoking or anything crazy. Uh, some, some home projects. Uh, drank some good beer. Had some good wine. Yeah. We did uh, marinate a about a twelve hour marinade on a tender beef tenderloin on Saturday good. with some family over at our house and did that with like some oven roasted asparagus, carrots, and kept it kind of simple with the Caesar salad. But uh, did, you, uh, did you do that with the wine? Tenderloin came out great and did that with a couple decent bottles of wine, uh, some red red wine, a couple. One was 15.2% called uh, uh, Sherwin Family Vineyards. It was okay. a cab, uh, 2010 cab. Where are they, where are they from? Uh, in the either Napa or Sonoma area, I think okay. Napa Valley. Napa, okay. Uh, uh, New World Wine, so, <laughs> so to speak. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And then, uh, and then we had another one called Machete, which is uh, a little okay. bit more of your dark fruit style, but it was like 15.1%. So... A uh, friend, uh, friend who moved to a uh, listener who moved to Arizona, uh, dropped a bottle of that off uh, earlier in the week, and so I said, "All right, we're going to do this with the uh, beef tenderloin over the weekend, and it'll be great." That sounds nice. Nice. And it will then, be. and then uh, for breakfast the next morning, I made some avocado toast. First time <laughs> I've ever done that. That's so in right now. It's so in right now, and it's actually much easier than it sounds, and it tasted great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's along a, with is some, that some new trend? That's actually something we've done for a long time. It is super trendy. It was delicious. Uh, and made that with some eggs and uh, leftover beef tenderloin from the night <laughs> yeah. before, which yeah, dude, was, it was a feast. My my wife went to Butler uh, over in Indianapolis, and um, there was a little breakfast place that we loved over there, and. And that was one of their kind of Avocado go-tos. Toast. So we've we've been doing that for years, based off of off of that little uh, breakfast place that we went to. So yeah. I, I love it. Yeah, Danny, I'm sure you've had avocado toast for years up in Chicago. I have, yes. <laughs> I've been living in Chicago for the past five years. Just moved here to Peoria, and um, yeah, I caught on that trend quite yeah. a while ago. <laughs> yeah, still loving the avocado toast. So, so it's only new not to us lie. here. <laughs> exactly. Fair enough. <laughs> it was great. So uh, w- being from Chicago, obviously you're exposed to tons of good beer, tons of good food. You know, what do you like about coming down here in terms of what you can find here in Peoria? Well, okay. Well, what I really loved about Chicago, what I got really into was going to breweries, which is something I did not do before I lived in Chicago. I lived in Washington, D.C., didn't really do a lot of breweries there. Just there weren't a lot at the time. Um, there's a few now, but yeah. um, I really got into going to Lagunitas was my personal favorite uh-huh. in Chicago. Apparently, um, their spot is just immaculate. Yeah, it's just a it's a wonderful visit. It's just a great you know whether you like their beer or not. The visit is just great. Went there on a Sunday for the first time in the afternoon. They had live blues in the tap room. Oh, love that. And, you know, it was like a very family-friendly communal tables. Like, just you could do a tour. The, the person that gave the tour was just, like, head over heels about Lagunitas. And it just made the tour amazing. Yeah, sure. Um, and so here, and, and I've, been, I've had experiences like that at other breweries in Chicago, which were great. But here, that's kind of the thing I lean towards doing. I like going to industry. I've been there a couple times. You know, you don't get a tour, but it's just nice to be in a tap room and, like, close to where the beer is brewed. Yeah. Right. Bearded Owl. Good love social scene either way. You know, people having a good time and yeah, having yeah. good beers. Bearded Owl. Love that place, too. Yeah. And I love the, 
as close as I can get to the brewery experience, you know, is what I love. So. Yeah, awesome. And yeah. now they're, we've always talked about in being dads of families, it's nice to go to places that are cool with kids. Right. At least Definitely. during normal working hours where Definitely. mom and dad can have a good beer. No one looks at you funny for having your kids there. You know, you have to watch your kids, of course, in breweries. They can be, you know, places where some people might not feel so welcoming, you know, to the children. But you know, lots of, I think lots of breweries these days are going for that. Yeah, they're complete family places, it seems yeah. like. And yeah. you nailed it with the word uh, communal tables. I, I feel like that's kind of a... We talked with uh, the owner of uh, Brink out yes. of Cincinnati with that same concept of, of that local breweries or or a, or a tap house like Poor Brothers here. Uh, these places are becoming uh, community uh, gathering places where people can just come out, have a great beer, maybe some food, and just enjoy one another's company. Maybe get in a conversation with someone you don't know and meet some new people and uh, you know maybe get our get our faces out of our smartphones for a change yeah, it's, like, it's kind of like nice. where we are right totally. now you know yeah, exactly. four brothers in peoria heights we've got three technically and then they've got a, a little bar that outlooks uh, on the the scene outside but three long tables right. about 25 feet each yeah and yep. just and get, you know people sitting down having conversation and there's when some it gets kids crowded, people meet each other there's yeah. kids there's a dog over here yeah, yeah. i mean it's, this is great so they've got 16 different beers of all kinds which is similar to a brewery they just don't make it here yeah. they, they right. get it uh mostly local and from from places nearby and you match that with their outdoor concerts that they have frequently yeah. oh, throughout yeah. the summer and through the fall this this has become a great gathering hub for for the peoria area and i think the more successful places in peoria are doing that too outside of just the drinking establishments i mean sids has now revamped their mm -hmm. space over in donovan park to include a couple tables where they you know, encourage people to sit sit together. You know, we sat together with our children, which may not have big turned a lot of like may have turned a lot of people away. But you know, that We've was kind that of before. that kind of expectation where they have a couple communal tables yep. to kind of gather. I think that 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 lo that location, especially now where she had moved, uh, brings in a little bit more family oriented atmosphere. Yeah, Sid's is great. I mean, we've. I brought my family to Sid's Market a few times to eat outside there, uh -huh. and it's it's great. The one drawback is just when you have a little kid that's just, you know, anxious and antsy, they're just running all over the place. But the park is beautiful for that. So yeah, so you know, yeah, they really it out a little bit. Yeah, they got they got fortunate to get a a, a neat place like mm -hmm. that and turn it into a neat place. What they did. That's a very unique place. I mean, like yeah, they've done a good job with it. Right. It's just it's, you walk in, you don't think it used to be a, uh, a golf, golf course, course. Uh, clubhouse. Clubhouse. <laughs> right. I mean, but it's very, it's kind of secluded. And a crappy it's nice. golf it's, course it's clubhouse, for that matter. <laughs> <laughs> they've got good beers on tap too. Yep. I've had Triptych Dank Meme on tap. They had. Uh, I was there about a week ago, and they had uh, the Neo Wake Up Neo oh, on nice. draft. It was delicious. Nice. So. Yep. Speaking of some good beers on draft, I know our glasses are getting kind of empty. Yeah, um, we may have to have a timeout to refill. We might have to refill a little what, bit. What, but yeah, what, have we, what has everyone had? I had. Uh, I started off with the uh, the uh, New Holland Dragon's Milk uh, variant of, I think it was the chocolate-covered cherry. Yeah. It was great. And then um, the Ca Casper Brewing, I think, did we say they're out of uh, Stevens Point? Is that yep. correct? Yeah. Stevens Point, uh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Point, uh, Wisconsin. It was a white stout. So if you if you looked at this, it 
you would have thought you had maybe like a pale ale or or saison, yeah, something, you know, but it light, but it has full characteristics and taste and smell of a of a sweet stout, stout. yeah, yeah, like a milk stout, right? I did have that too, Uh, and then I poured the IPA from Tangled Roots. I can't even remember the name now, but it was the Tangled Roots Roots IPA. So mosaic paint box, mosaic paint box. All right, seven percent. Ryan's got the beer menu up. Yep, thank you. All right, I had the uh, what was it? The triptych watermelon sour. Okay, I believe tart watermelon. Yeah, and how was that? That was pretty good. I haven't had that yet. I haven't. That had was it. pretty good. I mean, sours are something I'm still I'm still trying to broaden my horizons a little bit, trying to open my mind up because I tend to stick to pale ales and IPAs, trying to open up a little bit. And speaking of pale ales and IPAs, I had the <laughs> Tropic Hero. From yeah. Revolution, I love Chicago beers. Yep. This is my favorite beer right now. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's a great one. Awesome. I yeah. will say, I will say that uh, this is a great place for broadening your your palate. That's so, true. You know, if you want to go up there and just try a couple ounces of something, you know, uh, you're not committing to a, you know, a, a fifteen dollar four pack or something. That's what's great. Yeah, you can get a two ounce pour, three, four, whatever, and mm-hmm. keep uh, keep sampling a bunch of different kinds and kind of broaden your horizon and. And what's great about here, similar to what we've talked about with Bearded Owl in the past, is that they try to get every color on the spectrum or so you know, yeah. so you want to call it, or uh, every different style to some extent. And so uh, they've got a couple Berliner Weiss. They've got a couple Kettle Sours. Something for some, everyone. You know, big 11% stout or two. Ciders. Pale Ale, cider. They always have a cider. Uh, IPA, double IPA. Yep. Kind of just, just about everything mm-hmm. that, that someone wants to come in and have. So... Uh, you know, and I, I uh, just, one of the beers that really, really got me into craft beer early on when uh, I did a trip to Denver probably five years ago, six years ago, uh, out of Oscar Blues in Longmont, Colorado. Nice. Yep. The good old Dale's Pale Ale. Dale's Pale. Can't go uh, wrong. I mean, I don't know the last time I had that on draft, and it's just delicious. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I walked into ice, and I know I've had this before, and I'm not broadening my... Uh, my horizons a little bit, but it's just it's delicious, and I really wanted to have it. I saw it back. I saw it there when I went to choose a beer, and I was like, I can't go back with the Dale's Pale Ale and have them ask me about that because I gotta I gotta try <laughs> to take it one it. step it's further. Great, but it's a great one, so there's nothing <laughs> wrong is. with it. It really uh, is nice. Six point five percent IPA. It's bitter. It's not hazy, so it's a little kind of old school, but it's kind of malty too. So. Uh, nothing wrong with that. And the other one I had was out of White Oak Brewing out of uh, Normal, Illinois. Normals. Mm-hmm. It's called Kolsch Into Me. Oh. It is called Kolsch. a Kolsch. Ah. Oh. Not a Kolsch style. Kolsch so it's style. a little disappointing. Um, it's It was good. Uh, you know, I've been to Cologne. You and, you and Dan's uh, podcast a no. few times ago kind of brought me back to yeah. my trip to Cologne and just drinking, you know, a perfectly fresh Kolsch, true Kolsch, true on Kolsch. draft all over the place for about two days straight. Uh, and yes, I mean straight, even though I was there for work. <laughs> the supplier wanted to uh, show you what introduce it's like. me to as many different Kolsch as possible, and it was just, it was fabulous. It was great. And like you, I remember you telling me the story. You get served <laughs> Kolsch beer in very small... I think it's either a three, three or, or four, four ounce, ounce glass. glass. It's really tall and skinny. Uh, and this is a common thing across all the breweries. Um, the one we went to is called uh, Frucht. Yeah. Or I'm probably okay. not pronou- pronouncing that like a true German would, but uh, they, f- they fill them up to the top, and the, the once, your, once your glass is empty, there's someone walking around at all times with about 
30 to 40 of these glasses that have been freshly poured, and he is just refilling or restacking everyone's glass. So if you have an empty, he is within 60 seconds. It's going to be taken, and there's going to be a <laughs> this, fresh one. Put, this sounds like my kind of place. Put on your your table, and you don't. he doesn't even ask if you want one. No. He gives you a new one. <laughs> I love that. He adds it to your tab. You have to pay for it. That's just how it goes. I'm okay and the with only that. way to tell him no is you put your coaster on top of the glass. But if you do that before eating, they will kind of give you some pretty pretty good humor jokes and being an American, I was definitely not going to do that no, in a, you're in a nice, uh, <laughs> nice old school uh, uh, Kolsch style or Kolsch brewery in Cologne. So Kolsch, Kolsch, yeah. yeah. And the breweries there are hundred plus years old. I mean, it's crazy. So, yeah. uh, so what it, of the White Brewing? What did you think of their Kolsch? It uh, it didn't quite take me back to the to the good fresh ones in Cologne, but it was it was it was okay. You know, there's okay. uh, there's some really good ones that we can yeah. find around here. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it was it was solid. Good. I can't complain. It's got to be a hard style to brew, right? I Just, think it really is because there's it's, no room for error. There's it's not right, a lot it's of a super light ABV, super or low ABV. Uh, it's got to be you know, really crisp and really uh, the clarity's got to be perfect and the flavor's got to be kind of strong relative to the ABV. So it's just kind of yeah. a hard style to make and. There's some, I mean, Three Floyds does a really good Kolsch style, and they do call it a Kolsch style. I don't remember the name. Gorch Fock, maybe? Um, it's not the Calumet Queen, is it? Or maybe it's Calumet Queen, actually. That might, might be, be right. Gorch Fock might be something different, but uh, Three Floyds <laughs> does a really like good one. That sounds like a heavy metal reference. <laughs> I know. Schlafly out of St. Louis. Schlafly, nice yeah, yeah Schlafly does a really and good one. And they call theirs a Kolsch because they actually use Kolsch like I remember you guys Kolsch talking about that. That's right. yeast from, from Cologne. Cologne. Okay. So they, they claim that they can call theirs a Kolsch. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to refill. Thanks to the Hopped Up Network for continuing to promote our beer podcasts and other beer podcasts. So if you need to find a place to get our podcasts other than all the typical places like Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, iTunes, uh, you can also check, check out hoppedupnetwork.com. All right, we'll be back. All right, welcome back. Round two. Beer two, three. Beer two, three, four. four. <laughs> we are now um, into the bottle share session of our podcast where we're going to drink <laughs> Till My Tape Pop, which, of course, is the reference again to the Biggie Small song. The beer we're drinking is a VSOP cognac barrel aged imperial style with coffee, coconut, and vanilla added. This is also in collaboration with Inu. Moksa and Mostra Coffee. And they are, in, Inu is out of uh, Hawaii. I don't even know how to pronounce it. Kano, Kanohe, Kanohe, Hawaii. Okay. So. I think they're on the, I think they're on Oahu as far then, as I uh, remember. Mostra's Los Angeles, right? Yep, I LA think. and so uh, yeah. and Moksa is out in uh, Cal- Rockland, I think is California. The Rockland, California. Yep. So, you know, Florida, California. Yeah, Moksa, Mostra, yeah. Florida, California, and Hawaii Unite uh, to make some crazy beer. This is a 16% ABV bottle. And how old is this beer? Um, two years? One year? No, it's about it. It's it's 2017. I think. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's great. I get a lot of... Nope, 2018. On the bottle, 2018. I get a lot of, uh, a lot of vanilla. 
I don't I don't really get the coconut as much, but uh, I get a lot of coconut on the nose. Sorry to interrupt you. No, that's fine. I, I, I get, agree. I get coffee and I get vanilla. Big big vanilla. Yeah, definitely on the taste. And, and it's the, thick. Very thick. It's very thick. The cognac barrel is coming through strong. Yeah, it's love it. Like that cordial, <laughs> dark fruit kind of yeah barrel. Definitely yeah. Ooh. We need to we need to get a we we need to do a, a cognac tasting uh, podcast. This kind of I'm in. Okay, yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay, <laughs> man, your, I really had to twist your arms there. Or what we should do is try to sample a few of the spirits that typical beers go into in terms of barrels. We could do a little tequila, brandy, a little brandy, bourbon. Cognac, rye, rye. So yep. basically, every distilled spirit, yeah. all of them, all of them. <laughs> Aquavit, I'm in. <laughs> and then have a beer that comes in that barrel afterwards. If we can find an Aquavit Dark Lord, jeez, wow. I'm, I'm sure Dark. Yeah, has that happened? Yeah, twice. With they did it in 2015, I believe, and then 2016. Yeah, they want to. They screw a friend of mine got so the bottle in 2016. Barrels. Okay, never mind. Yeah, look to look to look to three Floyds to do that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But this is uh yeah, this is fantastic. And Daniel- coconut I only get on the nose, um, but definitely I agree with you guys on uh, a lot of the cognac is coming through nicely and definitely vanilla's pretty strong. Not quite like the vanilla beans type no. flavor, you know, like we talked about on the last podcast, but uh, uh, the coffee's I mean, it's really, really well balanced. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Nothing overpowering in the other, and yeah, no complaints. Daniel here has been there. I don't think any of the rest of us have been there to Jay Wingfield. Yeah, I've been there um, in two thousand, early two thousand seventeen. Uh, small place, but beautiful place. Um, in the, I guess it's the Wynwood Art District. I think like you're right. A mile yeah. from the beach or something like that. So. I, that's got to be just a terrific area to oh, be yeah. walking around in and Great. hanging out. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, murals everywhere in that area. It's just every every wall is covered with a big, beautiful mural. Yeah. And same with the brewery. Yeah. So. Yeah, I've seen. He likes a lot of Star Wars themed things, so I think some of his murals have Star Wars. There was a giant and, Darth Vader yeah. with, yeah, a oh, almost cool. mosaic like. Um, background to him. It's pretty great. Awesome. Pretty great. And music, obviously, with the uh, lyrics that they use for some of their beer titles. Yeah, just like Monkish does. Yep. Every single you know, IPA release that they have has a reference to a uh, hip-hop song. Does Monkish still do that? Yes. Have they stuck with it? Um, they're I'm thinking of, like, the foggy window and foggier yeah. window and all that. I mean, of that. Yeah. Uh, there's a... Uh, there's a document out there that you can go look at that breaks down what song and what reference it is for every single Monkish can. Wow. Hmm. And you can even, I think, access, I want to say on Spotify, a playlist that encompasses every the song. The Monkish playlist? It is That's awesome. That's brilliant. It, brilliant. It is awesome. Yeah, that is It is awesome. a very good playlist. <laughs> and it's got some old school stuff. It's got, you know, some new stuff. So it's, it's, a, fun, it's a fun thing that they do. And if you ever go out to their brewery, it's you know basically all they have. You're kind of hearing all those songs too, so it just must be one of the things that they like to like to promote. 
Cool. Looks like Ryan's getting ready to crack something. What do you got, Ryan? Should we do this uh, this next one yeah. before uh, before we finish here? Yeah. So this one's by DeGard Brewing. We've talked about them plenty out of uh, Tillamook, Oregon. This is called the Purple Creek, a spontaneous wild ale aged in oak barrels with black and red raspberries Ooh. and tart cherries. Oh, man. This is uh, bottled June of 2018, so it's actually very fresh. Okay. Uh, and it's 7% alcohol by volume. I'm excited about this one. So we've... Uh, so Daniel will get to expand his sour. Yeah, we need to uh, ask him about uh, and if if you're ask him about it, these and then the sour and this is a good one to do it on going this into his great. four pack. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, they they and then side project probably excel uh, some of the best at doing sour and spontaneously fermented. Oh yeah, you have to uncork that too. <laughs> I didn't know this was corked. Yeah, I think any of their bottles that come in that. Would you call that, is that a Bordeaux-style? Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm probably going to get this wrong. The slope side. We have Kyle Warner Don't here. ask me. Kyle's <laughs> guest, previous guest, Kyle. Previous guest, Kyle. <laughs> uh, they're Lifeline, please. Lifeline, Kyle? please. <laughs> I think any DeGard that comes in that very gentle slope um, side bottle will be corked. Anything that comes in this style where it has a little bit more of a dramatic will not. angle to it, will bottleneck. Not, bottleneck will not be corked. Love that sound. Yep. Whoa. Nice job. <laughs> you should have sabered that. <laughs> Burgundy. Sorry. It's, thank you, Kyle. Burgundy style glass. I had the B right. That shows you my knowledge of wine. Very, very. We lacking. do need to have a wine uh, podcast. I totally up. agreed, and I told my wife. She's like, "What are you guys talking?" I love that she asks now. What are you guys talking about tonight? And I was like, "Well, you know, Ryan started to throw out the idea of doing a wine." When she goes, "What, really? Do you need an expert on there?" I wonder if we should incorporate <laughs> our wives on that one. That they uh, they would love it. Yeah, they would love They'd it. They'd probably just prefer to drink the wine behind the scenes yeah. and not have to be on the podcast. Yeah, and probably just watch us make fools of ourselves yeah. talking about them. <laughs> Daniel, Here, you... let's open another and let you guys talk about it, and we'll have half the bottle too. <laughs> does your wife enjoy beer, wine? What does she drink with you? My wife, she is a wino. Um, she loves wine, um, but she does enjoy um, a goza or a sour. Nice, often. Nice. So you know, when I'm making that like second and third trip of the week to Friar Tuck or. Um, high V or something, I will pick up a sour or a goza for her just to make myself feel a little bit less guilty about it. Yeah, nice. there you go. Yeah, um, he knows. But that yeah, she she drinks a lot of wine. She, lo- she loves, I mean, we had our honeymoon in Calistoga, which is not far from Napa right? in California. It's a great area. Um, Beautiful. Wonderful. Yeah, it was great. Awesome. Um, but yeah, she's a big fan. She right now is kind of into the Italian wines she's into the piedmont region right now so but yeah she it, goes in it's always nice, nice when you can incorporate your wife into our uh habit or obsession or whatever you want to call it so my wife's a hophead so when i bring home an ipa you know i'm i, I basically have to split that uh the beers with her which which is great because you know that kind of gives me a license to try more totally yeah all right, awesome. we're gonna pass these out here Oh, Ryan has to take a picture first. Oh, sorry. Ryan, don't you know that's Mark's job? 
I was trying to wave at him, and he was talking about uh, <laughs> his wife and IPAs and <laughs> not looking See at me. See what I did there, Mark? <laughs> I like yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. All nice. right. Now we're going to pass them out. Oh, is that what? And that we one's got for one Phil. for Phil. We have one yeah. for Phil. Should I wave him down? He's not looking. Hey, barkeep. Phil. 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 Oh, that's great. He looked disappointed to come over. Make him say something. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> make oh, him contribute. <laughs> All right, Phil, here you go. The Purple Creek. The Purple Creek. Phil, how did you like the Till My Tape Pop? <laughs> good. <laughs> it was good. Yeah. Yeah. What you would expect out of a Wakefield beer. A mouth coder. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, I'm glad I brought an opener uh, that yeah, also had a that corkscrew. Was, that, yeah. was, that would have been horrible. Yeah, that was <laughs> smart. I'd be sitting here with a bottle Lucky. with a cap off and not a <laughs> white opener. Phil would have helped us through that. Yeah, he would have. Okay, so, Daniel, we like to always Putting have them guests. on the spot. Let's do it. Let us know what their ideal four-pack would be made of. Again, d- does not have to be as specific as you want it. It just has to be styles at the very minimum. So if you were to grab your ideal four-pack anywhere that you can, including anything that you can get, what would it be? Okay, well, um, at the risk of going a little on the basic side, I really like IPAs and pale ales. I mean, I just love those beers. Nothing and wrong with that. Nope. I'm not... I'm not really trying to stray too much, too far from that. But at the same time, I do enjoy like a lager. Um, you'll usually find Miller Lite in my fridge alongside some variety of IPAs or pale ales. So I would say I'm going to keep the Miller Lite out of the four pack, but I'll do the Tropic Hero. Good choice. The Daisy Cutter Half Acre. Nice. Nice. I love Chicago beers. Um, and actually, I think they're all Chicago beers. I would put Revolution Pills. Nice. Ooh, that's a good pills, yeah. And Lagunita Pills in there. The um, yeah, and so uh, just a little bit of pills, a little bit of IPA, a little bit of pale ale. Yeah. So that's my four-pack. Sticking to Chicago. I like it. So, yeah. so what do you think of these beers, the the stout and the sour? <laughs> sour. We're, we're bending his. We're, uh, yeah, we're, we're no, I know, but I'm, I'm excited. I came with an open mind. I, I knew I was going to be, you know, reaching out and broadening, broadening my palate a little bit. So the stout was great. I mean, typically I try to stay away from super high ABV, which is... So my yeah. tape popped. And this but is very <laughs> super high ABV. This might be the highest ABV I've ever yeah. had in a beer. Yeah. Um, but it was There's great. There's not many that are higher, but there are a few. We've, yeah. we've talked about that before. Yeah. I've, I've heard your conversations about higher ones. So I think I heard you talking about like a 20-something 120-minute IPA. 120-minute yeah. is about 20%. And Black Tuesday's now what's exceeding the, uh, 20%. What's the worldwide stout from worldwide Dogfish? Worldwide stout might be 22. It might be over yeah. 20. Yeah. Dogfish yeah. Head makes some crazy yeah, they high do, ABV they beers. They do some crazy stuff. Yeah, that that is crazy. But the good, the good thing is we split this beer six ways. So. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is the kind of beer that is great for a group of people, yeah. a group of friends drinking because there's no way you or any one of us want to drink half of that bottle. 
That's true. Your night would be ruined. Because I mean, yeah. that's I mean, when you think about it, just from an ABV perspective, that is more than about you know that's more than wine from yeah. that. So, you drink this at home, that's more than drinking a bottle of wine yourself. It's just not something. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right? I guess some people yeah. would do it, but it's not something that you would you know prefer to do sure. and sleep well and wake up feeling okay the next day. Yep. Uh, I love the Purple Creek. Me too. It's beautiful. It's pretty tart. It's really tart. Um, I think we got it. At a, you have it at a good temp. I love when these warm up and yep. you just get the fruits popping. So much fruit going on. It's got a real soft mouth feel to it, which I love as well. So like you have the tart and the crispness of that, but it's very, it's soft as it goes down. I, I like that. I think the carbonation probably adds to that too. Like there's mm-hmm. just like a nice level of carbonation going yeah and i think those spontaneously fermented beers have a much softer carbonation versus you know like pilsners and lagers tend to have that really crisp bright sure. sharp carbonation but the carb on these tends to be really subtle yeah. it's kind of soft because mm-hmm. it's a, a lot of it's from spontaneous fermentation yeah love it i will say this is making me hungry and i think we're gonna maybe can you know, once we wrap up here, are we gonna head upstairs to uh, to slow hand craft barbecue? I I think that's going to happen. I've been waiting for that to happen. <laughs> you just had to say the word. Good yeah. new local spot, and uh, yeah. I'm excited to try. I actually was there about an hour ago, and <laughs> I highly recommend it. <laughs> nice. And You're Ryan smart says one. hello, yeah, Evan. Got a by the way, <laughs> all right. <laughs> so good. Good. Awesome. Well, we'll have to say hi to him up there and uh, appreciate what he's gonna serve us, cut us fresh. Um, again, Daniel, thanks for joining us. Yep, thanks, Daniel. My yeah, pleasure. Thanks, thanks for having fun. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Yeah, every time we like to do a cheers. So, All thanks right. for coming on All again. Right. Cheers, guys. Cheers, thanks, Evan. Thanks, Poor Brothers. Thank you, Poor Brothers. Cheers.